Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. We are continuing with our study on communication, and we're using Dr. H. Norman Wright's book, Communication Key to Your Marriage, as a basis for our discussion. When we closed last week's broadcast, we were looking at some of Dr. Wright's suggestions for encouraging positive interaction with your spouse. So let's continue with these. The next one is frequent laughter. A sense of humor and being able to laugh, joke, and have fun give balance to the serious side of marriage. Some of what you laugh at will be private, and some things will be shared with others. Having a sense of humor means you're able to laugh at yourself, and the two of you can laugh together. Sometimes the best memories are those hilarious incidents that happen even though your partner didn't think it was funny at the time. Another is joy in common. A related positive in marriage is the sense of shared joy. You share your partner's excitement and delight, and you want your partner to be aware of what you're experiencing as well. Joy is a sense of gladness, not necessarily happiness. It's also a command from Scripture. Romans 12.15 tells us to rejoice with those who rejoice. Another is a grateful heart. Another positive is never becoming complacent or taking one another for granted. One of Dr. Wright's friends described it this way, People in long-term marriages tend to take each other for granted. The most common of the takens include, You will always be here for me. You will always love me. You will always be able to provide for me. You will always be the same. We will always be together. Dr. Wright says that making these assumptions in a marriage is living more in fantasy land than on reality ridge. People who take things for granted are seldom appreciative of the everyday blessings in their lives. After a time, they come to believe life owes them these little gifts. They seldom say thank you for anything. And when you take someone for granted, you demean him or her. You send the unspoken message, You're not worth much to me. You also rob this person of the gift of human appreciation. And to be loved and appreciated gives all of us a reason to live each day. When that gift is withdrawn or denied over the years, our spirits will wither and die. People may endure this hardship and stay married forever, but they are only serving a sentence. In long-term marriages, where one or both spouses are continually taken for granted, a wall of indifference arises between husband and wife. The longer the marriage, the higher the wall and the greater the human isolation. Dr. Wright says the way out of this woodpile is simple but crucial. Start saying and showing appreciation for anything and everything. Be more consciously tuned in to what is going on around you. Become more giving and affirming. Specialize in the many little things that mean a lot. 
bring each other flowers, take long walks in the country, lie on the floor in front of the fireplace, prepare breakfast in bed for each other, hold hands in public, walk in the rain, send caring and funny cards to each other in the mail, buy each other small gifts for no apparent reason. And remember, a 35-year marriage does not guarantee year number 36. Take nothing for granted just because you have it today. And keep in mind that in a healthy marriage, you look out for number two rather than number one. You energize your spouse rather than drain energy from him or her. You eliminate blaming and shaming from the marriage. You are willing to learn from your partner. You end your disagreements with a feeling of resolve. You feel better after a disagreement. Well, the last one Dr. Wright lists is bilingual communication. I encourage couples to think of their marriage as bringing two different people from two different countries together. And the two countries you come from speak two different languages. Some words have different meanings. Certain phrases and words that were acceptable in one of your countries are not acceptable in the other. Since we know what the words and phrases meant in our country, we use those same words and phrases to communicate with our spouse. And since they weren't acceptable in their country, we end up having a communications impasse. Mutual understanding in this area is very critical. Dr. Wright says that those couples who learn to flex and speak their spouse's language will have the best communication of all. It means you accept your differences. Discover the uniqueness of your partner's communication, vocabulary, patterns, and style, and begin to use them as you share together. Gaining and using this mutual understanding works in marriage, and it works in the business world as well. No, you don't give up being who you are or your usual way of communicating. It's a matter of adding to your repertoire of responses so that you have a greater range. Most individuals like to talk with others who speak the same language, and you can learn to do this. You know, you're probably all familiar with Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages. He says that we may think we're meeting our spouse's needs and loving him or her, but we could be missing the mark if we're not speaking their love language. Dr. Chapman has worked with many couples who have said things such as, I really love my spouse and try to show it the best I can, but she keeps saying, I don't show her that I love her, and she doesn't feel loved. What's wrong? Well, what's wrong is that the person wasn't showing his spouse love in the way she needed to be loved. We have to learn to speak our spouse's love language, not ours. This is a part of mutual understanding. To refresh your memory, here are what Dr. Chapman says are the five languages of love. Number one, words of affirmation. Words which encourage and build up are the mainstay of love for many, and they need these daily. Number two, quality time. This includes undivided, uninterrupted attention as well as conversation. 
Number 3. Receiving Gifts For some, this is their love language, and this can include actual gifts as well as the gift of self. Number 4. Acts of Service Choosing to do things you know your spouse would like you to do without always being asked. Number 5. Physical Touch This is a primary love language for many, and without it they will feel unloved and insecure. Now, if you're not sure what your love language is, you can go to this website, www. and then the number 5 lovelanguages.com. That's all one word, the number 5 lovelanguages.com. And when you get there, click on the quizzes tab. The quiz is free. Mutual understanding and communication are the links that create a relationship between two people. They help us become who and what we are and what we know. The process of mutual understanding and communication can be clear or unclear. And as we've said before, every person who marries brings his or her own dictionary to the marriage. And unless definitions are clarified, the words we speak to each other cannot be understood. A message shared between you and your spouse can be easily misinterpreted, depending on how it is worded or simply because it is incorrectly received by your partner. Before giving a definition, remember that when you and your spouse are communicating, there is more than just one message. And according to Dr. Wright, there are actually six messages, and this is where the problem lies. First, you have something you want to get across to the other person, and that's what you mean. Perhaps you've thought about it, or you just formulate it as you open your mouth. But it may not come out the way you intended. So, the second message is what you actually say. Now, let's turn to your spouse. The third message is what your spouse actually hears while filtering and processing the information, which leads to the fourth message, what your spouse thinks he or she hears. Uh-oh, now the possibility of misunderstanding increases. You know, if the communication stopped here, it wouldn't be so complicated. But the fifth message is what your spouse says about what you said. And now it's back in your lap. Because the sixth message is what you think your spouse said about what you said. Discouraging? Rather. But it does illustrate why so often communication is hard work. We want the other person not only to listen, but also to understand what we mean. The old proverb, say what you mean and mean what you say, is a worthy goal, but not an easy one to achieve. It would be so much easier if each of you spoke one another's language. Dr. Wright asks us to consider this definition of communication. It is the process of sharing yourself verbally and non-verbally with another person in such a way that both of you understand and accept what you say. The second part of the definition involves listening on the part of the receiver. Acceptance doesn't mean agreement. 
but the listener can accept that what you say is the way you see things. Well, our time is gone for today. And again, as I close, I want to encourage you to attend one of the many Bible-believing and teaching churches here in the Treasure Valley. If you don't have a home church, we'd love to have you visit us. Our services at Cloverdale Church of God are at 9.30 and 11 a.m. And we're located at 3755 South Cloverdale Road. That's between Victory and Amity. Have a great and safe weekend. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.